Hi, this is your host Corbin, and this is your guide for John McTiernan's Die Hard. Before we get into the making of the film, allow me to take you back to 1988 to remember the top movies released that year. There were Beetlejuice, Rain Man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Big, Child's Play, Coming to America, Willow, My Neighbor Totoro, The Grave of the Fireflies, Child's Play, and Cinema Paradiso. From that year, we have reviewed Akira, Halloween 4, The Curse of Michael Myers, and Rambo 3. Links to those reviews are in the show notes below. If you would like to reminisce more about the films of 88, then head over to letterbox.com. And make sure to follow me and Alan over there as well. Links to our profiles are below. At the 60th Academy Awards, Best Picture went to The Last Emperor. Believe it or not, Die Hard originates from a novel written by former police officer Roderick Thorpe. The book is called Nothing Lasts Forever. Sounds like a James Bond title, doesn't it? Thorpe conceived of the idea of chasing bad guys around a building after seeing the 1974 disaster film The Towering Inferno. Previously, Frank Sinatra starred in the 1968 film The Detective, a quasi-prequel of sorts to Die Hard. The Detective is based off the book of the same name, which follows NYPD detective Joe Leland. Since Fox purchased the rights to Nothing Lasts Forever and still had a contract with Sinatra to star in the sequel, they initially offered him the role, but the 70-year-old singer declined, especially since the new film was billed as Rambo in an office building. Lawrence Gordon and Joel Silver were producing the film, and after the success of Predator the year before, they hired director John McTiernan. Screenwriter Jeb Stewart was under immense pressure at the time. Aside from retaining the Los Angeles Christmas theme, he was given creative control, which led to the insertion of the protagonist taking his wife for granted. This was inspired by a real-life event when Stewart stormed out of the house after arguing with his wife and nearly had an accident on the highway causing him to realize how he could have ended his life and their relationship over a stupid argument. He did retain some action scenes from the book, but de-aged the main character, who was 60, lightened the tone, and brought the story outside of just the main character's perspective. Despite being told by producers to complete a draft of the screenplay, the film was not greenlit until the following day the completed draft was delivered. Fox needed a summer blockbuster, and they were just handed one. Of course, the starring role was offered to all the big names at the time, including Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger turned down the role because he wanted to branch off into comedy. The movie Twins, where he plays a twin with Danny DeVito, came out the same year. Bruce Willis, on the other hand, was merely an up-and-comer. He enjoyed moderate success on the TV series Moonlighting. At the time, he had only starred in one feature film, Blind Date, that came out the previous year. At first, he wasn't able to star in the film due to contractual obligations with the series, but his co-star Sybil Shepard became pregnant, so production on the show was delayed, giving Willis time to shoot the movie. While Ghostbusters led the way a few years prior, this was a major step forward in TV actors successfully crossing over between film and television. Bonnie Bedelia was cast at Willis's suggestion. Believe it or not, this is Alan Rickman's big screen debut. Surprisingly, when it came time to hype the film, audiences responded poorly to Willis in the trailer and on the posters. Moviegoers considered him to have an arrogant attitude, so he wasn't as prominently featured until the film came out. Die Hard received four Academy Award nominations, something action movies really hadn't achieved before, save for Rambo First Blood Part 2. 
Listeners, if you know of any other action movies before Die Hard receiving an Academy Award nomination, let me know. So what were those nominations and what did it lose to? Well, it was nominated for Best Effects, Sound Effects Editing. It lost to Roger Rabbit, went up against Willow. Um, Also nominated for Visual Effects, you guessed it, Roger Rabbit took that one home. And it went up against Willow also. Film Editing, it lost to Roger Rabbit once again. The other nominees were Gorillas in the Mist, Mississippi Burning, and Rain Man. And finally, it was nominated for Best Sound. It lost to the film Bird. It also went up against Grills in the Mist, Mississippi Burning, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Since its release, Die Hard has received immense critical success. It currently holds a 4.1 rating on Letterboxd and 8.2 on IMDb, where many consider it to be the 130th greatest film of all time in IMDb's Top 250. A 72 meta score, a 94% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 94% audience score, and a cinema score of an A+. Audiences straight out of the theater considered this the perfect film. The budget for the movie was only $28 million. At the time, that really wasn't a whole lot, considering Rambo 3, which also came out the same year, enjoyed the biggest budget of any movie at the time. The budget for Rambo 3 was $58 million. So I guess it really only was 30 million more. I mean, I know that's not a whole lot, but back then it really was. It wasn't quite as well received at the box office, particularly on opening weekend. It opened with $7.1 million, opened at number three at the box office. Opening weekend for its wide release, it went up against Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was number one, Coming to America at number two, The Deadpool, no, not the Deadpool superhero movie, Clint Eastwood's The Deadpool is number four, and Midnight Run opened at number five. It would go on to gross domestically $83.8 million in the foreign markets, $57.7 million for a worldwide total of $141.6 million. Fox had a hit on their hands. This was a juggernaut at the box office. It was uh, huge for Bruce Willis as well. Being paid $5 million for an up-and-comer really was quite a feat. This is very fascinating, listeners. Just for comparison, Rambo 3, which came out the same year, $53.7 million domestically. Audiences were interested in something new. Now, while it did gross more worldwide at $188.7 million, Nevertheless, this shows a shift in the market, and you know this did better than whatever James Bond movie came out that year. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I have been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to Die Hard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for my full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we die harder in Die Hard 2. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.